This is episode 209 of the Fearless Launching Show. It is our final episode of 2018. Today we're going to keep it really simple, really raw, really basic, no editing, no nothing, because I just want to talk to you straight from the heart today and talk to you about a topic I think is really important, which oddly enough is far from the heart, but we'll get into that in a second. First of all, my goodness, this has been one interesting year, and I want to thank you for coming on this ride with me. I'm pretty sure I don't say it enough, but getting emails from you, meeting you at events, seeing you in person, getting to talk to you on Skype, whatever the case might be, getting to hug you, well, it just means the world to me. And really, you guys remind me why I keep doing this podcast. So today, in celebration of the end of the year, of facing facts, being transparent, and just saying what needs to be said. I'm actually talking about a topic I don't normally talk about on this podcast, and that's how to make profit with your launches. I know, I know. So if you're listening and part of this community, I'm definitely here to make sure you prepare yourself and your business for launches. We know that. And I do have a very heart centered way of talking about things and talking about how to get things done because I really do believe preparation leads to more profits and I also believe that integrity and intention do as well but and and the preparation that's proven for sure I've seen it time and again with students in fearless launching my signature program and I've also supported my clients to be totally prepared for their launches And the many people I've worked with, their results also speak for themselves. So being prepared is key. But today, we're going to talk about the other reasons and the other ways to be more profitable when we're launching. Okay, so here is what we're going to cover. Um, It goes without saying that all of these really need to be thought about in advance. Preparation is always key. But here's what we're going to talk about. First, I'm going to tell you about some other drivers beyond preparation that will help you have more profitable launches. They're just different things that I think that should be in your launches if they're not already. Two, next we're going to talk about the elements of launches that can cause drops in your profit or less revenue or no revenue at all. Then... We're going to talk about how to make your launch budget, why you need to make one. And I'm going to tell you about a process that's bid, like your bid amount versus your actual. So it's basically like your best guess on how much a launch is going to cost you and then versus the actual numbers. It's a process that I used when I used to work in animation, used to launch TV shows and films and all of that. So a lot more money at stake than maybe most of us uh, doing uh, launching online programs Um, especially when we're first starting out. So that's a really important process, but I think you can start doing it yourself. We're also going to talk about the importance of a launch list and how that relates to your profit. Um, And I think you're going to love that too. So are you ready? Okay, so so first let's dive in to this. This whole idea of profit is really after expenses, what's left, okay? Based on your sales, it's sales minus expenses equals your profit. Um, 
and expenses come from different places. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, very briefly. But first, let's talk about the drivers that will help you have more profitable launches. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but it's a pretty good place to start. It's a place that I have experienced with all of these, and they all have led to more profit during a launch, multiple launches, okay? So the first one is, now this is the one, the only one that I'm going to say, be careful with this. Well, maybe there's one other one I'll say this, but be careful with this only because sometimes it can backfire. But I've also seen it work really well, moderately well, and not at all. Okay, so, but that not at all person, they might have done something slightly different. Okay, the strategies that I've used and the clients that I've worked with who've had these done this, it has worked well. And that's an early bird or pre-sales opening the cart. Okay, now the thing about this is... (laughs) You can always do a pre-sale or early bird or whatever the case, whatever you want to call it. The main thing about this is you want to make it a short open. You want to give a really good reason why you're doing it. Um, Not just to make money early, (laughs) but you also want to give an incentive. So I used to offer an early bird when I was doing Fearless Launching absolutely live, the entire program, and I would do it um, about three months before we got started. So there was one reason, a financial reason, for the actual student, which was to extend the payment plan. And so by the time the actual program started, they would be four months into their seven-month Um, I think it was seven payments, seven month payment plan. So for me, that actually felt great because what could have happened is they may have still enrolled during the normal enrollment period, but they might have defaulted because the payment was a little bit bigger. So this really gave them the ease of being able to spread it out a little bit more. Another incentive that I used was doing one or two of the bonus trainings live in the months before the actual program started. Now, you don't have to do all that, but you could do at least one of those. You could offer an early bird to a limited number of people. So think about an early bird if that's something that you think you might be able to pull off. But again, incentive and the why are really important. And it's not a guarantee, but it is definitely something that I've seen add to launches. Big ones, small ones, uh, medium-sized ones, they've added to the bottom line. All right, so raising your prices is another driver. This one is so easy, and I will take you back, back in time. The first launch of Fearless Launching, the price was very low. Very, 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 very low. And it was a very bare bones program at the point, that point, the very first time. Just six months later, I quadrupled the price and it still sold the same number of seats, but my bottom line was way better, obviously. So I think raising your prices can actually be really helpful and a really simple way to make more profit. The next one would be 
offering multiple packages, different types of packages, like a DI. Now, I'm talking mostly about online courses here, but you could do this for other things as well. Um, there are people who are using this, this three package option so that one is more of a DIY. The middle version has a little bit of support, a little bit of taste of like the hands-on, and then maybe the third option is the higher priced. Now what this does with the pricing is that it anchors that middle price. That's the one you want people to buy, is really that normal priced one. And if people do buy the really higher priced one, well, great. You know that they're serious and you can be super excited to work with them. And, you know, you decide what's in each of these packages. But the multiple packages, multiple tiers do work really well. I've I've also done like a basic level of fearless launching and a pro level of fearless launching. So that also works, too. All right, bonuses, adding bonuses. So the thing about bonuses, and I've done a training on this before. If I can find it and dig it out, I will link to it in the show notes. But bonuses really are important because they, first of all, they do address objections uh, from the potential students or clients or or people who are going to work with you or you know, I'm going to try to cover all bases here, but the, these bonuses really act as incentives like, oh my gosh, actually, I don't know how to create a course. So there's this course creation masterclass in there. Oh my goodness, I need that. Or yeah, I need to build my list. There's that list building class. I definitely want that too. Or oh my gosh, that swipe file, whatever it is for you, it is important to make sure that those are useful. The bottom line is that they're useful. But you also want to balance. This is one of my my kind of pet peeves is when people don't balance the number of offerings um, and it almost feels like they're just putting in everything and it's so, it's worth more than the product itself. And then that just feels weird. I'm like, don't hand me all your stuff just to convince me to buy your one thing. That actually feels a little bit creepy to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe you guys like it. I don't know. Let me know because I don't know if I like that. I'm like, you know, just give me the thing that I want and a couple bonuses, maybe a couple juicy things, and I'm in. Um, we definitely have multiple bonuses in Fearless Launching, but they don't, I don't feel like they, they dwarf or hide the Fearless Launching value that's in the program and the community. All right. So another driver of profitable launches are live sales events. Live anything events. So this is why challenges work, webinars work, getting live on Facebook works, being with the people who are going to purchase from you is important. Being live and interacting, it's that interaction that is key. So if you don't have live events, some sort of interactive event put into your launch, think about what could you do to create that kind of experience. Okay, paid traffic. <laughs> paid traffic works well, and I'm only gonna talk about one strategy which I see working very well. And I think that it's really smart too to start thinking in terms of the people and their, and their behavior in your launch. So you've got people who go to the webinar, who go to the sales page, who purchase, who become students, customers, they buy your products, whatever, and they sign up for your coaching. 
And you've also got people who land on that sales page but don't purchase. And we've got people who land on the checkout page who don't finish their checkout. And we've got people who, let's say, attend the webinar but don't purchase. So even just with those three people, if you can identify the pages they have gone to and the ones that they haven't, like let's say the thank you page for your for your program or your product or whatever, whatever that final thank you page is, you can create very specific ads that just target people based on their web behavior, their activity. So you're not uploading lists, you're not dealing, going, delving into that whole privacy um, issue that I think a lot of people are kind of struggling to understand. You're literally, you know, and here's one thing I would say is if you plan on using paid traffic of any kind, you do need some sort of privacy policy saying that you are gathering information and um, for the Facebook pixel. Um, I'm going to link to one that my friend Michelle Martello told me about called Ubenda. I'm actually just going to link to her blog post because she's got an awesome blog post um, which talks about this very issue. But before you do any paid traffic, do make sure that you follow privacy policy laws and all of that. Okay. But the great thing about this is you don't, it allows you to send less email to some extent and show people like a little, little graphic that says, Hey, we're closing soon. Hey, want to see the replay? Hey, I saw you were (laughs) whatever, whatever the case is, maybe all three of these audiences get the we're closing soon or bonus is expiring, whatever it is that's happening in your launch. I think it's an important um, strategy to use paid traffic to target those individuals and based on their web behavior. Okay, and the final one I'm going to talk about is offering an upsell or some additional thing um, along with your product. So of course, this really will have to depend on what you're offering. But I feel like most people have something they can offer that will improve, enhance, increase the effectiveness of whatever they're buying, okay? So think about, um, I've seen people offer webinar templates like slide templates, email templates, um, graphics for specific things. So these are great ways to just like boost things up just a little bit, okay? Okay, so those are the ones I'm going to talk about today. And don't worry, I will have a full list of those if you want them um, over on the show notes, which is going to be at ansamoylove.com forward slash 209. Okay, so next we're going to talk about the elements of launches that can cause drops in profit or less revenue overall. So I'm just going to kind of buzz through these because I think they're very self-explanatory when you hear them. No connection with your audience. Maybe you have no traffic to your site. Maybe you haven't been sending consistent communication. Maybe you don't have a clear launch list. Maybe your tech is broken. Something in the process is broken. People can't buy something. People can't go to a page, whatever. I had broken tech this week. Thanks. <laughs> but it was, it could have been my fault. I'm just going to take that. I'm going to take one for the team. 
because it definitely wasn't their fault. It was mine. Um, it was mine or the technologies. Okay, moving on. So no incentives. Maybe you didn't offer any incentives or deadlines or any psychological triggers like that. Um, maybe you gave people no choice and you emailed everybody. That sometimes can lower your profit and your overall revenue. Um, maybe you weren't talking to the right audience. This one's a little bit harder to figure out, but sometimes that's the case. It's just an, the offer, it does not fit the audience. But then it can be things like the copy on your pages. Maybe there's something that's kind of consistently turning people off or making people go, eh, and get confusing them. It could be confusion. Maybe not enough people saw the sales page or the offer itself. Maybe your ads aren't delivering. Maybe the title or name of your product isn't clearly linked to an outcome or something specific. It doesn't bring something to mind or bring up a feeling for the person. Maybe there's no clear value. Maybe people can't tell what the outcome is. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? If you have people telling you, I don't think this is right for me, but I'm not sure then you need to find a way to clarify the value that people are going to get out of the program or the product or the service. Um, maybe you have a lengthy or confusing sales process. Here's what I mean by that. If you have multiple interactive launch events, like a challenge, like a call, like a, two webinars, two different topics webinars, and maybe you have like five different packages but then you make people do multiple things before they even see those packages. Or maybe your sales page is like really long, like mine is. <laughs> We're working on that. Um, and maybe it's just confusing and it doesn't make sense. Okay. Maybe you have just too much tech going on. Like there's little pop-ups, little wing bats or whatever they're called, zing bats, where, you know, there's like a little chat and there's a little pop-in and there's all these things. Sometimes the tech can be distracting. So we don't want confusion or distraction. Okay. All right. So let's move on. How to make your launch budget. So I'm not sure why people don't make a budget. And Sometimes even I forget and I'm like, why didn't you make a budget, Anne? Because keeping a clear budget or eye on how much you're spending actually helps you know how much profit you're making. I think that's where people get in trouble. They think they've had a good launch and then they realize they actually didn't. They just paid for their launch. They paid for all the pieces that they actually spent. On paper, uh, like they can say out loud, they might have had like whatever, 50,000, 60,000, 70,000. Maybe they spent like 50 of it or 40 of it or all of it. Yikes. So that's really important. The other thing is tracking in general, tracking anything in your business, tracking your food even, whatever you're tracking keeps you aware of what's happening, keeps you aware of what you're doing, what you're spending money on, what money is going out the door. And I think that that just helps you make more defined, intentional decisions about what you're going to spend and what you don't need to spend. Also, I want to ask you, how many times have you boosted posts on Facebook or just bought random plugins without a care in the world, without even marking them as things related to your launch? These things add up, okay? So at the very minimum, I want you to keep track of how much people um, 
costs, the people costs, like how many people do you have working for you on any aspect of your launch and make sure to try to keep track of that. If your VA, for instance, is working on a bunch of different projects, try to ask them, hey, like, hey can you pull out how much time you're actually spending on um, the launch here? Because I just want to make sure I keep track of that so we know how much profit we make. Just ask, okay? But it's really important. Everybody from someone who's a regular person on your team to someone who's um, that you're just hiring one off, like a designer or maybe a Facebook ads person for the launch. You know, this is stuff that you want to do. You also want to track the tools you'll be using. Even if you've already purchased them, you want to think at least to make an, so first of all, you want to definitely track any new tools you purchase just to use for the launch. And you want to, do an estimate of the percentage of time you're using certain tools for your launch, okay? So if you're pretty much only working on your launch, then, you know, maybe like the month of September is the month Infusionsoft is billing to your launch. So almost look at it like it's an account. Like, oh yeah, Infusionsoft was used for my launch that month and that month. Also, I want you to start thinking about your time and cost. This is where the idea of entrepreneurial scorecards come into play. This is something I first learned from Todd Herman, the 90 day year, that program, but other people have been teaching it lately too in slightly different ways. They're all pretty much the same. That the value, the the things that you do in your business, you can assign a, a number an amount of money to those things, a value to those things, like $10 tasks, $100 tasks, $1,000 tasks, $10,000 tasks. So you really want to make sure that if you're doing <laughs> any of those tasks, just, just try to kind of come up with what your time, how much time you specifically are doing things on the launch. You will be doing things and and maybe you don't want to have like a straight up dollar amount. You don't want to be like, oh dang, I spent like five days just doing sales emails. That's like a $10,000 task each day. So, <laughs> you know, you might want to not go very hard and fast on that, but at least you want to know how much your time is being spent on the launch as well. Um, you also want to keep track of your ads. You do. Um, check out Claire Pell's. Uh, her Facebook ads programs are great. I know a lot of people who take her programs. I think you'll like her a lot. And I will link her in the show notes. Also, I want you to write down the things you know you'll be spending on the launch. That's really your first step. Write down the tools you're going to use, the people you're going to need to hire, the time you're going to spend gearing up for the launch, and keep track of all the expenses that come up as a result of the launch as you go along. And even a broken link on your sales page can mean an extra person was brought in to fix it for one hour. That that alone, you know, of course it won't take an hour to fix a broken link, but that's not what I mean. I mean, be aware that even small amounts do add up over time. Okay, so finally, the importance of a launch list as it relates to your profit. This is just something I want you to also be aware of, that your interest list is going to, by the nature of an interest list, be smaller than your main list. It just will. Um, the smaller pool of people means that the people who have raised their hands, said yes to hearing from you, and that means, hopefully, in theory, there will likely be a better open rate. So 
when you do when you have this better open rate, you're going to be able to track it more closely. It's going to be more accurate. And you're going to be able to go in and decipher where to make changes in the future. So you're going to be able to say some changes you might be able to make during the launch right away. And some will need to be put on for the next, your could be better or CBB list for the next time. The point is here, staying close to the truth, the facts, the numbers, and being really clear on who we're emailing and communicating with will keep you away from your feelings. <laughs> Not to say you want to be totally devoid of feeling. You don't want to be stoic and non-emotional during your launches. Um, but feelings really can make us act nutty sometimes. And we, we can lose our belief in ourselves and our abilities. And all of a sudden, we're doing things in number two <laughs> or number one at the last minute without really thinking through them thinking it's going to improve our profit when it really won't. So we want to base everything on our on the truth, on the facts. And I'm I mean this is a daily thing for me. This is still a daily thing because I am a very emotional girl and I I really can take things personally. So for me, keeping that launch list small actually feels better too, because then I know I'm not bothering people who probably don't want to hear about it. Or even if they don't know about fearless launching and they would like to know, at least I know I'm only taxing part of my list using and and emailing out to part of that list. Okay. So once you have that better open rate, you're going to be able to look at things like your webinar conversions and know for a fact like, oh, okay, so you'll be able to make some clear decisions once you see these numbers. And thus, you will make smarter decisions and have better profit, more profit during your launches. So, okay, so there is one more way to make profit. And this one is easy. And I'm going to wrap up with this. And that's simply having a system that's easy to follow and keep following, right? So that's when it works for me is when I have something that's easy, I don't have to think about it, I'm not suffering through it, I'm not trying to figure it out every single time. And one of the, one piece of that system is knowing where you are in the system, like where am I in this whole process? And when you know your process, you follow your system, whoever, whatever it might be, when you follow your system, you are more clearly going to make better decisions along the way. You're going to stay super aware of the money being spent, the time people are working on things. And you're going to just, you're just going to have, not to say you have to be a tight ship to have a good launch, but you do want to be aware of what's happening and stop making decisions on your launch based fully, completely on your own gut, because that's not going to be the only way to determine whether you should do something or not. And it, you shouldn't just leave it to that. That is definitely an indicator, but it's not the only reliable source. In fact, you got to you gotta get a second opinion from your facts, from your numbers. So I like my system. I'm going to just tell you that because it's basic. It goes back to the basics. It's foundational and it allows you to add any strategy you want. So I don't care what launch programs, what launch strategies you've seen that you think that you need to choose. You, I want you to decide what works for you before you commit to a specific type of launch. 
So it always scares me when I see people going into programs that are specific to a very specific type of launch that they think will be good for them. So I would rather that you figure out that process first. And then when you're going through the process, one part of the process, which is the beginning, is is where you're going to figure out what that best strategy is. So anyways, I have a great masterclass, brand new, hot off the presses. And if you could go over there, I'm actually teaching the same exact process that I teach inside Fearless Launching. So I've actually even simplified it further down than the six modules in the program. I like have created like a four-part process. Actually, I find that that it's really easy. Once you start thinking about the four steps, you're like, oh, I'm here. This is what I should be working on. So if you want to learn the process, you want to start like kind of formulating your own system, head over there. So it's ansomolov.com forward slash masterclass dash new. Brand new, brand new peeps. And that's it. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready over here to watch you guys have an amazing launch. I want you to have a system that works for you. Have a process that doesn't feel like you had to, you know, spend thousands and millions and zillions of dollars on coaches and courses. And oh my goodness, there's at least one person who told me they have taken over 100 courses before they joined and started working with me. And that just, I mean, but it can happen. Because there are, there are so many programs available. So head over there. I'll put everything in the show notes. But here's the bottom line. There are going to be things that clearly will add to your profit. And there are things which will tax and delete and drop and, and push down that so that you will have less revenue overall. There are reasons why that's happening. And it, it could take a while for you to figure out what, you know, if you're in a situation right now with your launches and you're like, gosh, you know, what is going on with my launches? It may take you a bit to figure those out because it, it does. It's like, um, it's like a game of Clue, though Clue became very easy for me after I pleaded every single day when I was a kid but the game clue and like mysteries like that sometimes you're just like oh that's it you can see who the who the murderer is right away who's killing your launch right away what element in your current setup is like is guilty and sometimes it's super obvious and sometimes it's not and you just have to take things bit by bit and and figure that out so if you're ready to have more profitable launches, I would love to just hear from you and hear what you thought about today's episode. If you want, if you want to pop over to the Fearless Launching Lounge, which is our Facebook group, our free Facebook group, love to meet you and love to chat with you more about this. I cannot believe this is the last episode of 2018. I swear I will not cry, even though as I said that I was like getting a little choked up. No, I'm not. I, I won't. But I hope you have had a, an amazing year. And if there's one thing that I can say to you today, oh my gosh, I actually might choke up right now. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to calm myself. Um, that I hope that you see, and I hope that you see that everything that has happened this year is a lesson is not you, is not necessarily you. I want you to kind of take yourself away from that launch, whatever happened this year in your business, 
And don't look at it as a kind of reflection of somehow you, who you are. I want you to see that this has all been this grand experiment. We're all in this. We all do things that aren't necessarily the smartest on our launches. And we all have failures and we all have wins. And even if you haven't had that win yet, you can still have that win. That's possible for you. I know it is. I know it is. And I know it is because I've seen it happen for myself. I've, I've seen it happen with longtime fearless launchers who just kept pushing and kept pushing, kept doing the work, kept figuring things out and layering things on and finally reaching that launch that kind of changed everything for them. So I want that for you too. And I just, I'm so happy that you were part of Fearless Launching, even if it was just this podcast this year. And I'm so, so excited for the new year. We've got some brand new um, guests coming in January. Super excited about that. And yeah, and some opportunities for you to be part of the show as well. So have a happy new year. And I, hey, I'll talk to you next year. Haha. <laughs> have a great one, guys, and have a lovely rest of your week. Have a happy new year, and I will talk to you next week. <laughs>